I'm Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning, a podcast about making meaning through mythology, synchronicity, and the cosmos, understanding the world and what it means to be human through a wider lens. I've been curious about the self-help guru world since the late 1990s, when I finished my relationship consultant gig with the LA Weekly, hoping to publish a book on what I'd learned. How the new independent mindset of women in the coming 21st century would change men's lives forever and rewrite the rules on partnership. Tony Robbins is considered the world's most famous self-help guru. Back when, we, when he began, I came into possession of a series of tapes of the Robbins strategy. Like other self-help gurus, Robbins promises to transform your life and rewire your brain. His Mastery University package started at around $65,000 in 2016. A key to Robbins' teaching is for participants to play full out, which requires on one level redeeming all 36 coaching sessions simultaneously, or for lower intensity, attending specific platinum partnership trips. When allegations against Robbins started to surface, BuzzFeed News wrote an expose in 2019, an excerpt. Quote, A year-long investigation by BuzzFeed News based on leaked recordings, internal documents, and dozens of interviews with fans and insiders reveals how Robbins has berated abuse victims and subjected his followers to unorthodox and potentially dangerous techniques. And former female fans and staffers have accused him of inappropriate sexual advances, end quote. Robbins denies the allegations, and his wildly popular and exorbitantly expensive programs continue. Self-help life coaches and gurus aren't regulated through licensing, ethical guidelines, or standards. As someone who's been involved with life coaching, I've delved deeply into non-traditional philosophical tools on how to live as a soul in a body. The theories and philosophical roadmap I talk about on this podcast, I've used for many decades, stemming across my life starting (laughs) very young. As with most experts offering these types of strategies, I understand that for every person there is a path. Tony Robbins has helped millions. The number of people I've guided is much smaller, (laughs) but then... I'm not attempting to convince anyone there is one way. What I am trying to do is wake people up to pathways that most popular gurus don't have the courage to touch. Ideas that can make the difference. In fact, I'd say most self-help experts aren't offering anything new, but simply repackage what's been around for a long time. On page 25 of The Work PDF, the popular Byron Katie describes her theory, quote, This work is meditation. It's like diving into yourself. Contemplate the questions, drop down into the depths of yourself, listen, and wait, end quote. Like Robbins, 
Katie has helped millions, too. Where she began from GuruMag.com, quote, I discovered that when I believed my thoughts, I suffered. But when I didn't believe them, I didn't suffer. And that this is true for every human being. Freedom is as simple as that. I found that suffering is optional. I found a joy within me that has never disappeared, not for a single moment, end quote. Byron Katie. This statement reminded me of what the physicist Max Planck said, quote, When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. A favorite quote used by Dr. Wayne Dyer. The beef I have with Byron Katie is she thinks sexual abuse survivors are causing their own pain. If they didn't think about what happened to them, they wouldn't experience fury that comes with abuse. They wouldn't be mad at their abuser. A quote in GuruMag.com is illustrative. Quote, harm is nothing more than believing your thoughts. End quote. That's from Byron Katie. There is no process with most of these new age coaches. There is only avoidance. In my opinion, the vacuousness of Katie's The Work appeals to 21st century humans because many people don't want the ugly journey of processing the meaning behind our thoughts, our memories, and the photographic history we we retain in our brain over the years. If a sexual abuse, abuse survivor states... He shouldn't have hurt me. Byron Katie's answer is to ask, is your thought about the abuse true? Followed by, do you absolutely know it's true? And finally, how do you react? What happens when you believe the thought? So the answer, according to Byron Katie, is to not believe the thought. Oh, my God. I, it leaves me speechless. After 35 years of funneling through lies, confusing thoughts, pushing away the pictures I'd taken of events that happened but I couldn't explain, telling myself that Christianity would be the salve to heal my manic depression and the split in my personality. Untangling the events of my life became a lifeline. It began by accepting what my brain was showing me and trying to figure out what the images meant through my mind. What was demanded then was accepting that the dramatic film clips my brain produced from the history of the events I'd lived were real. What happened to me was real. My manic depression came from my life. The work is a convoluted description of how meditation can work, except Byron Katie is uninterested in the concept of solving mental health issues through a journey of self-discovery. Quote, A world which increasingly consists of destinations without journeys between them, a world which values only getting somewhere as fast as possible, becomes a world without substance, end quote. Alan Watts. 
There is no philosophical foundation, only avoidance in Katie's strategy as I see it. But regardless, Byron Katie has helped millions. This is how humanity got to where we are today. No, it's not Katie's fault, nor is it Tony Robbins' fault. They're giving people what they want, a way out. My theory of mental health is to find a way through. Katie seems to have reimagined the power of positive thinking written by Norman Vincent Peale, except she ditches the thinking part. The mind is too powerful a tool to waste. More importantly, according to Katie Robbins too, there is not an evolutionary point to life. Our soul incarnates to float through life. Now, as, lo- as a lifelong political writer and foreign affairs student, <laughs> I'm a firm practitioner of not holding on to, taking personal news items over which I have no control. This is mental discipline, okay? Beyond meditation and the four questions, Byron Katie's self-help revolves around, don't worry, be happy. She's hardly alone. Self-help guru Eckhart Tolle has helped millions of people through his philosophy that overthinking removes a person from being in the now. This is an oversimplification of his theory, but (laughs) not by much. Tolle extols Byron Katie's work. I'm a big fan of meditation, which I believe is central to understanding being a soul in a body. Like Katie, Eckhart Tolle was racked with depression at one time in his life. One night, he had an epiphany, and his life changed. This is via Wikipedia. Quote, I couldn't live with myself any longer, and in this a question arose without an answer. Who is the I that cannot live with the self? What is the self? I felt drawn into a void. I didn't know at the time that what really happened was the mind-made self with its heaviness, its problems, that lives between the unsatisfying past and the fearful future collapsed. It dissolved. The next morning I woke up and everything was so peaceful. The peace was there because there was no self. Just a sense of presence or beingness, just observing and watching. The conflict between soul and body was intense for both Katie and Toll. The answer to their depression, as I see it, was to stop thinking about it. For me, this was insane. My mind had become a magic carpet ride as a little girl, taking me away from the chaotic reality around me. Thinking to me was my escape where I discovered consciousness and hope. Events in my childhood had left me in a precarious mental state, but also revealed a world beyond the physical, a place where I was introduced to safety. The dozens of Tony Robbins tapes I ripped through trying to find an answer to my life left me with one thought. I've done everything he says. I've worked hard. I'm always active in my own life, making good choices. Yet, 
Something was still missing. My brain kept funneling photographic history of my childhood through my head. My mind kept asking, what is that? Who is that in the picture? Why am I so angry when I'm alone? Being present in the now of my anger, all I could ask was, where is this coming from? Was my anger real? Hell yes. Were the pictures true? Oh, yeah. What would happen if I stopped accepting the photos my brain was shoveling into my consciousness? In private, my world was filled with irrational anger, emotive outbursts, deep depression to the point of suicidal ideation, eating disorders, and morphed into sociopathy in my 20s. I was obsessed to find answers. That was my now. When I'd become quiet to meditate, the photos would appear. There was something to it, but I couldn't find a way through. I've talked about the magic mushrooms that unlock something intangible in my brain. What happened afterwards is that I knew I needed therapy. Yet therapy only took me so far. When I finally unlocked the secret my brain was hiding from my fragile soul, I thought was fragile, it was an epiphany. The next week, my therapist said she wouldn't see me any longer. I'd put details of what my brain was constantly showing me to reality. The rest was up to me. Mental health isn't achieved by insisting we rid ourselves of thoughts we don't like because we're happier without them. Mental health is a private, personal journey over a lifetime. It requires acknowledging our computer brain keeps us busy unless we shut it off when we're engaged in the business of life, the business of now. The mind is where meditation takes us beyond our physical self through the soul journey of traveling into the silence of the mysterious. Byron Katie relies on meditation as the foundation of the work, but she ignores the mind portal, which is where our soul interacts with consciousness. Katie's also been accused of using gaslighting as a prime component of her theory, especially when dealing with violence against women. She asks the, the people, the women that are abused, to embrace their abuser, that it was supposed to happen, that they should... Forgive before they understand. At least that's my interpretation. Eckhart Tolle relies on the magic of the current moment while treating the adventures of the mind as a bothersome weight. No self-help guru wants to deal with the power of human emotions and how the mind guides our soul to discipline the brain when we're traversing our intuition and instincts. Emotions tied to tools that lead to the powerful energy of the law of attraction. What we want for ourselves is tied to those volatile emotions. When we want to navigate our depressive state, there's no other way to begin than through our emotions. Why are we angry? When did our anger begin? What happened near the moment of our fury? Are we angry at an event or that we can't change something? Are our bills and current financial state causing our problems? Let's stop for a moment here. In the modern 21st century world, the ability to be safe, fed, and employed aren't figments 
or illusions, especially for women. As humans, we must find a way to stay safe. If you're near homeless, homelessness, and I've been there, being in the now won't help. Asking what the current moment would be like if you stop thinking about your near homelessness doesn't help. Self-help gurus assume you've got the basics covered. What they have to offer is a worry-free human existence. Who's not interested in this? We incarnate to evolve, not avoid. The power of now is ever-present. Now what? Just be? We retrieve hints to our desires through intuition, which each human is capable of experiencing. Intuition activates our instincts as we sense how we feel about a suggestive message and what actions we want to take. What do you want? This was the title of my trademarked column in the 1990s in the LA Weekly. It's the primary question for all souls. The question that follows is, why am I here? What's my purpose? The intention to manifest manifest begins with small acts done daily. Intent connects to one moment connects from one moment to the next. From day to day, action towards your desires is a power of now event. Quote, tomorrow and plans for tomorrow can have no significance at all unless you are in full contact with the reality of the presence, since it is in the present and only in the present that you live. There is no other reality than present reality, so that... Even if one were to, li- to live endless ages, to live for the future would be m- to miss the point everlastingly. Again, the late Alan Watts. So, is there anything worthwhile under the self-help guru category? Millions and millions of people have spoken, and their answer is yes. The people I've helped, the answer is yes. This is a good thing. You can't grumble if people feel their life is better lived after the advice of any self-help entrepreneur. What's left missing yet again is the vast, wide-open experience of intuition, instincts, and psychic nudges that coincide with the synchronistic moments when fated events unexplainably alter our life. If the point of incarnation is to evolve, and it is, is being in the now enough? Categorically, no. If our soul is here to learn, grow, and change, what is the outcome if we simply don't acknowledge our thoughts and choose to shut off the portal of the mind? No self-help guru talks about intuition, instincts, or the possibility of psychic nudges. None of them, none of them, acknowledge the consciousness factor of being souls in bodies. Not one self-help guru talks about the guiding timeline of the universe above and how it can aid a person's understanding of life cycles. 
Some self-help gurus talk about how to make money, like Robin's wealth mastery. Other theories predict all humans need to do is visualize wealth to attract it into your life. That's the secret. Is it more important to not have a thought in your head than it is to reel in a downloaded message and follow the clues received during an intuitive tug? Whatever the flavor you're looking for, self-help gurus abound to whet your curiosity. We're not getting closer to the fuller picture of being a soul in a body by ducking the responsibility of the brain versus the mind as our intuition and instincts advise us on what it means to be human amid a universe that's constantly changing and sending energy scorching through the cosmos, through the air, into the Earth's atmosphere, and through our lives. Hey! But if don't worry, be happy does it for you, go for it. Just remember, you'll have no one to blame but yourself when your next incarnation looks like the last because you didn't have the guts to work through what bedevils you in the current life when the timing was ripe. (laughs) I'm Taylor Marsh, and you've been listening to Astral Soul Lightning. You can find out more about me at taylormarsh.com. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.